apologies if I get upset. It's going to be a difficult one this morning, shall I say. Um, how do I start? It's been a week and a very difficult week. But I just want to start off with some Bible verses. We're going to sing in a minute because we're going to sing the title for the message today. Well, these are the Bible verses that have got me through this week. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. For I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Mark was sharing last week that he had a message planned and he felt that God was changing that message. And I had a message planned for this week. I was going to do, a few weeks ago, I spoke on the prodigal son and I was going to do part two this morning about the older son and it was all planned. I got it all sorted what I was doing and then God intervenes and said, you're doing something else. And <clears throat> even then I didn't think I'd be standing here this morning sharing this message but I'm sure and I'm certain that God wants me here this morning to say, share what's gone on this week. So I trust it'll be a blessing for you. Well, it's certainly been a blessing for me. Well, as you were here last week, I wonder if you can remember what Mark's title was. I'm sure Mark knows. Changeable. Changeable. Yeah. How apt was that title for me last week? Changeable. Because there was a storm coming. And I'm just going to share what's gone on this week. I've, I've got, I'm just going to give testimony, basically, what's gone on this week. For those of you who don't know, a few weeks ago, Becky, my daughter, who was here last week, sitting on that keyboard, praising her saviour for the first time for a few weeks because she'd been into hospital for appendicitis and they'd taken her appendix out because she was in pain in her back, getting pains. And we all thought that was the, the end of the story. She was on the road to recovery and everything was well. When I came into the church last Sunday, I came to say hello to her and just speak to her. And she said to me, the first thing she said to me was, Dad, I haven't had a very good night. I think I've got a water infection. And Becky's had lots of water infections over many years when she was back at home with us. And it was quite normal for Becky to have a water infection. And um, that's what we thought she had a problem with. <coughs> and then at the end of the meeting, we got plans. We take Jane home, who's not here today. She's stopping with Becky. But we had plans to, we usually drop Jane off back home. And then we'd arrange with Mick and Jean that we were going to go out with them on Sunday afternoon uh, to do some a bit of a walk and to meet with them. So we dropped Jane back off home, went back home, 
had a little bite to eat, and then for some unknown reason, um, Ellen decided to, to ring Becky. And when she spoke to her on the phone, I was just getting ready to go out because we were going to Mick and Jean's. Um, she said, there's a problem. We need to go and see Becky now. And Dave had gone out to the boys to have their swimming lesson on a Sunday afternoon. And Becky was at home, not well. So we arrived at the house. Um, got there as soon as we could to find that she was in a terrible state, shaking violently, shivering, cold, unwell. And we struggled, but we got her into the car as soon as possible to rush her to Russell's Hall Hospital. And it was obviously, we didn't know at the time, but she was suffering from septic shock. And um, I've never seen a Sapuli in my life. And it's not something I'll, I'll ever forget, I don't think. So uh, we, we rushed her to Russell's Hall Hospital. Um, I took a wrong turn, apparently, because that's what dads do. I was going the wrong way, but I just wanted to get there as quick as I could. And that, we headed to the hospital. Got to the hospital, and I don't know if you've been to Russell's Hall Hospital lately, you have to go through a barrier, and you have to drop off, and you've got like 10, 15 minutes to get back out and whatever. We got there, there was no wheelchair. And we struggled to get Becky into the hospital. Uh, me and Ellen had to eventually got her in, and got her sat on a seat while Ellen was booking her into the into the A and E, and I had to quickly dash off and move the car and get parked and get back as soon as I possibly could, and that's what I did. So I rushed back, got back as soon as I could, ran into the A uh, and E, and Ellen's there, and she said, "We need a, a wheelchair now." Now, a few weeks ago, Anne was sharing that she needed a park, car parking space and she needed it now. And I thought, where on earth am I going to get a wheelchair from? I've just walked in from the hospital. There's no wheelchairs anywhere. But God does amazing things and just the little things. And there's a few of those I'm going to share about this morning. I walked out that door and it was just as though somebody had just popped a wheelchair right by the door and literally I'd just come in through the front door and there was no signs of wheelchairs anywhere. I walked out the door, there's a wheelchair right by the door. Nobody around, don't know where it come from, but it was there. Quickly grabbed the wheelchair, rushed back in. We got back into the, into the A&E and they obviously knew straight away that they needed to put her on the line because they were pretty certain that she'd got sepsis. And that's what they did. They got her on a line as soon as possible. Me and Ellen sat in the waiting room, looked at each other, and we said, this isn't a water infection. This is something serious. And so that's what happened on the Sunday. Dave got there as soon as he could. Becky and Donna stood in with the kids and we spent Sunday night basically at the hospital before we could get back home and then Monday morning came and I'd text Becky in the morning, see how she was, she was just on a ward 
And then we're going to do um, a scan on her, a CT scan. And um, they'd put a drain, a bag on her because they thought she got um, a, a problem. And she got what we discovered at the time that she got a kidney stone. And that's what was causing the problem. And so when she texted me, I could just tell that she was down and discouraged. But something that Mark said last week just came into my mind. And he was sharing last week, for those who don't know, about his experience of hospital and what went on there. And he was saying that he got a positive mental attitude to what happened to him. And so I just texted Becky and I just said, keep positive Keep a positive mental attitude and send to that text. So the morning went on. I carried on at work. And then dinner time came. I just had my lunch. Just going back to work after lunch. And then I had a phone call that changed everything. It was Ellen saying that Becky was in serious trouble. They took her to do a procedure to drain the kidney. And when they took her down to, to do it, um, basically she had, she went into, when they started trying to flush it, it went, she went into septic shock again. And she was in real serious problem. The blood pressure and, and everything, all the vital signs went through the window. And Ellen was saying, can you get up here as soon as we can? So I just sent a text to work, rushed up to the hospital as soon as I possibly could and got there and found out that Becky was in a really serious state. In and out of consciousness, they got the crash team there. One thing she said to Ellen, which was, We've talked about this before. Angels? She said to Ellen, Mom, there was somebody named Joanna. He was a student nurse. And she says, Mom, she held my hand and stroked my hair just like you. I'll come back to that at the end. And so I was with her. She was being violently sick. I'll never forget the, the colour of the sick that she was being sick. I've never seen sick like it in my life. In fact, when she was actually being sick, she said to me, What's that? It was horrendous. Dave was there, Ellen was there. They got lines in her everywhere, antibiotics, sickness lines, all sorts of stuff. And that was a really difficult time, really difficult. <clears throat> they kept her on intensive care. Um, 
and then the next day came Tuesday. There was some improvement in her. Um, you know, sometimes God places people in situations and it's just as though God plants a person in a situation. When I went on the Tuesday, Becky they'd moved Becky, still in intensive care, into a ward on her own. And she had her own nurse. And this nurse was named Enid, West Indian lady. And I arrived at the door and um, went to go in to see Becky. And she said, there's an older gentleman waiting outside to see you. <laughs> so I walked in and Becky's opening line to me was, hi, this is Enid. She's a Christian. And her opening line to me was, have you been baptised? <laughs> and I said, yes. Was it full immersion? <laughs> I said, yes. I was baptised when I was 16. And she said, it's great, isn't it, when the Lord saves you early and you can serve him for the rest of your life. And she just said a few things that really, really stuck with me. She said that, which was obviously amusing, but it, it was important to her. And she said, one thing that she said to me, that all these sometimes people, you know, they swap, swap churches, and she said, the Lord saved me and placed me in a church in Dudley, and the Lord planted me there, and I'm still there, and I'll stay there, because that's what God does. He saves you, and he plants you, and that's where you stay because that's where he wants you. And then she said something else, which was quite amazing, because when I had the phone call from Ellen and I was driving to the hospital, the thing that came into my mind was what Mark said last Sunday morning when he said, we have a God who can. And then her next line to me was, we know a man who can. And that's all she said to me. We, we know a man who can. And it just reminded me of what Mark said last Sunday. <clears throat> One last thing about that, that lady, Enid. The next day she left because she'd done her shifts for the, for the time. And she spoke to Ellen. And she just said this to her. I'm going now. And she says, I might not see you again. It says, I might bump into you in Dudley, but if not, I'll see you in glory. So, God's been good. I shared some time ago this message on a Tuesday night. Five simple things. God is good all the time in every situation. No matter what, God is good. God is good. He's a very present help in times of trouble. 
But not only does God put people into situations from the outside, he also gives you a family. And I'm so grateful for this family that God has put me in, has been planted in this church. And I'm just going to mention a few people who've supported me this week. Dave, her husband, he's been fantastic. What a support he's been for Becky. And he's had a hard job with the kids and everything else that he's had to face this week. Anne, so grateful for Han. On Monday or Tuesday, I said to Ellen, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this meeting this Sunday. And Anne volunteered to step in for me if I couldn't do it today. And I didn't even know that until, well, I kind of knew, but I thought I've, this is where I've got to be on Sunday. When on Thursday came, I was thinking, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this on, this week. And Anne said, I'll do it for you. And I was so grateful. Thank you. I even got to the point, and I'll tell you about this Thursday, I, 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 I was going to swap with her because I got to look to the date and I thought, Anne, I'll swap with you. And then in the night, God says, this is what I want you to be on Sunday. So grateful for Anne. Grateful for Mark, because I had conversations with him when I needed somebody to share with, somebody to support me. Darren, he's not here this morning. He blessed me by that text message you put on the family chat about him praying for his daughter. And I was thinking, he's just starting a journey here with this same God that I have. Ben and Donna stepped in the breach with the kids and been fantastic. Rosie, my cousin, who's been through the same situation, was cooking meals for the kids and Dave and yesterday, Jonah's birthday on Monday, she decorated the room for Becky because she couldn't do it for Monday. Amy and Laura blessed me on Wednesday because I went there to the hospital and they were there going to visit Becky, going to do her hair, for goodness sake. Apparently there's something I didn't even know about this, something called dry sh shampoo. <laughs> I'm thinking, how can you want to wash your hair when you're in intensive care? But they got the answer, dry shampoo. No good for you, Howard and Mark, mate. <laughs> Amy and Laura for their support. And then this is amazing. Prayer meeting. Seven, eight people on the prayer meeting on Thursday night. I've got to be on the prayer meeting. And we prayed. Obviously praying for Becky. And then this amazing thing happened. And it blew me away. Can we get the video? Thursday, we were thinking, wouldn't it be lovely if Becky can come home for Jacob's birthday? Jonah's birthday on Monday. Wouldn't it be lovely? That'd be fantastic. 
We'd gone to bed on Thursday night, and I didn't even know this at the time, because I didn't see this video until the next morning. And this is a video that Becky sent me. And look at the time on this video. We were just praying at about 8 o'clock. Watch this video. Look at the time. 8.50. She's in intensive care. And she's leaving the hospital. And I thought of Peter and the house when they were praying for Peter to be released. And there was a knock on the door. And Jesus, Peter's standing outside because the disciples were praying in the room. And Becky's on her way home less than an hour after we were praying in the prayer meeting. If that's not an encouragement to pray, I don't know what it is. We should have 20 on next week. Amazing. Very present help in time of trouble. Well, this is also amazing because I missed something out. Something that happened to me. Tuesday night, which nobody knows about. But I'd gone to bed on Tuesday night. Fine. Woke up in the middle of the night. Feeling hot, bothered, sweating. I was thinking, what do I do now? I didn't feel well, didn't feel right. Went to the toilet, as lots of us do when we're getting to my age. Went back to bed and tried to get back to sleep. And again, an hour later, I wasn't feeling right. And I thought, I've got to get up. So I got up and I felt like my heart was like pounding out my chest. And I went downstairs, got my watch, put my watch on because it gives me my heart rate. And it was like saying, this is a bit high. And I'd been do recently do doing readings for my blood pressure. And they'd been really good. The best I'd had for a long time because I do, I do suffer with high blood pressure. So I thought I'll get my blood pressure taken. I got my own blood pressure thingy and I took my blood pressure. And I took my blood pressure and it went. Whew. And I thought, hang on a minute. Right here, and it was like half past two in the morning, and I thought I've got a problem. And the last thing I wanted to do, because I know what Ellen had been through this week, that I've got to wake her up. But I thought I've got to do it because I think I'm in trouble here. I woke her up half past two and said, hey, "I think I've got. I need to go to the hospital." And she got up, now moaning, which at that time in the morning is a miracle in itself. And she took me to the hospital, back to A&E, where I'd been a few days earlier, back through A&E, emergency, put all the things on you, just check you out. Because she thought I was having an heart attack. And fortunately it wasn't. It was just possibly stress, panic attack. Never had one before, so I don't know what it felt like or anything, but it was not nice, and I thought there was something seriously wrong. But, yeah, I was there for five hours. had a wonderful time in the waiting room with so many lovely people. 
God brought me back home that same day and back to work. But I'm just going to close with something that Amazing. That night, a few nights later, after Becky had come home, we woke up in the middle of the night again. It's been, a, it's been one of them weeks this week. And Ellen started to cry. And I tried to comfort her. And I said, what's the problem? And she said, the thing that's really struck me is that nurse, that student nurse, Joanna. Because she stepped in in a crisis and did what her mum would have done. Held her hand, stroked her hair, just like her mum. And when she looked up, and I never knew this, she looked up the word, Joanna. And I didn't even know there was a Joanna in the Bible. But there is. And she was a follower of Jesus. She was one of the first at the tomb. But you know what a name means? A gift from the Lord. A gift from the Lord. God is gracious. And she may well have been an angel. God knew. God knew. So what a week. What a saviour. What a God. God is good. All the time. In every situation. No matter what. God is good. If you take nothing else from this meeting this morning, take that home, keep it in your heart, because next week you may have a storm coming, because this world is changeable. One minute you can be riding high, the next minute you're in a storm. And you know, when Jesus was with his disciples, when he said to them, let's go over to the other side. And he fell asleep in the boat. He knew there was a storm coming. He knew there was a problem. But let me tell you this. Storms make testimonies. Storms make testimonies. Trust you be blessed with his testimony this morning.